Thanks for listening to the 242 Young Adults Podcast with Pastor Justin Corkum. Our prayer is that this message will be an encouragement to your life in Christ. I think what's so cool about the soul and loving God with our soul, we read the, the word, and I don't have it up here, but I'll just read that last line, that which is in someone to give animate life and distinction. When you think about, and I just really felt like the Holy Spirit just kind of spark on distinction. Your soul is what makes you you. I'm going to, and this just kind of blew me away when I was just thinking about it. There are 7 billion people, right, in the world. We finally got up there. We're at 7 billion now. Finally. It took forever, didn't it? But uh, when you think about it, there is nobody who is exactly like you. Not a single one. Y'all ha- might have some doppelgangers. You might have some people that maybe think similarly to you, or or you could find a person uh, who finds you know the same humor. But there is no one person who is exactly the same as you. Take this even further, and this is like wow. But there is there is no one person who can love God exactly the way that you do. Think about that, that you have a distinctiveness, that you can love God distinctively, uniquely, that there is, there is nobody else in the world who can love God the way that you can. Paul kind of goes through this. He's, he's talking about the body of Christ, and he's really driving home the point the point that everybody has a part to play. And, and so I just want to read it because I think it really communicates the idea of, of distinction. Uh, it says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, which that basically just means some are Jews, some are not. So if you're not a Jew, there you go, you're a Gentile. Some are slaves and some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body and one spirit. And we all share in the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts. It's not just one part. If the foot said, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear says, well, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? And he goes on further to say, like, points, uh, parts of the body can't point fingers and say, well, I don't need, the ear can't say, like, I don't need, I don't need the foot. And the elbow can't say, I don't, I don't need the hand. And yada, yada, yada. And, and so he's, he's pointing to the distinctiveness of the body of Christ. Can I tell you that you have been created uniquely, that you have unique passions, that you have unique ideas, that God has placed within you unique abilities, things that you are inclined to. I preached the message not too long ago, just talking about using what God has given you, 
Because so many people just think it's coincidence. Well, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at singing. Or, uh, you know, I really like to play music. Or, wow, I, I really have this, uh, you know, I look at Kristen and Josh, they're smarter than all of us in the room. That they have this engineer mindset where they can build robots and machines. And, and, and I can't do that, but they can because each and every single one of us have different abilities and skills that God has ingrained within you. And you think it's just a coincidence? Now what we need to do is to begin to look at what God has put inside of us and say, how do I begin to use what is uniquely mine, what is uniquely made for me, how God uniquely put me together, how do I begin to use that for his glory? How do I I begin to say, God, what does it mean to love you with how you made me? To use what you've given me to show you love. Me and my wife, we love music. We like music. I'm not going to use the word love because we're talking. Okay. But we like, we like, we enjoy worship. We just, we just, I was about to say love it. We love it. It's good. We love it. And when you think about music, right, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and so God's been putting it on our hearts to just really begin writing. And, and I'll tell you what, there's nothing more incredible than being able to write something to to just give back to God I mean just writing a worship song just writing a song that is just geared towards God I mean it's something beautiful that that God's ingrained an ability within us that we can then take and and bring it back to him that we could say God you've ingrained this passion within me and now I'm able to create something that that's an offering that's something I can give to you a friend of mine that I went to college with, this is just a, an example, all right? He is a video game pastor. Yeah, you did not expect me to say that. He is, a, uh, but I kid you not, he is a video game pastor. Now, let me tell you, the guy loved video games, literally. I used loved intentionally there. He, he was always playing. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, shame on me, but there were times that I'd walk in and he's just gaming all the time. I'm like, man, like, bro, like, priorities, man. You're, you're gaming a lot, dude. And I didn't ever said that to him because, obviously, I just feel bad. But in my head, this is what I'm thinking. And to see that he recognized something that he was passionate about, and he just, he didn't listen to all of the voices of, uh, you never hear, like, I never got into video games. That was never my thing. But my, my brother, my brother does. He's hardcore. He's got like his like three monitor set up and like he like videotapes himself and like you watch him on Twitch and he's like in the bottom right hand corner with all the footage in the background and he's like talking about what he's doing. He's like a true gamer. I was never that guy. But how many people say, well, don't, don't waste your life on that kind of stuff. I was thinking that very thought when I was walking in his dorm room like, dude, like, read the Bible, man, or something. Like, but here he is. He, he took what he was passionate about, and he said, how can, I, how can I turn this into something for God? And he is now focusing in, and I'll tell you what. He had over 500, just pat, this past year, 500 people come to Christ through his ministry. He's got a, an online, I think it's, I don't, I'm, don't quote me on this, but he's got an online congregation of a couple thousand people who tune in 
and, and they participate in an online service, and he is reaching gamers. People who, and he's not, they don't ever leave. These are people that never step a foot in a church, but now he's created, he's using a passion God's given him, and he's being creative, and he's reaching out to people, and he's impacting people with, with, with a passion that God just put in his heart. So don't ever say, God can't use this, or there's never, there's never going to be a way for God to use this, this passion that I have. Get creative, because I tell you what, when you give it to God, when you truly desire to, to turn what you have and, and give it around and put it back to God, that he's going to use your uniqueness, that you can love God with your soul. You can love God distinctively with what he's ingrained in you. Isn't that amazing? I, I, it just blows my mind that, that I, can, I can love God uniquely. I can love God in a way that nobody else in the entire world can love him. I can love God a way that none of you can. But you can love God a way that I never will be able to. It's awesome. It's an awesome thought when you begin to, to think about it that way. Last thing. Love God with our mind. I just want to hit the definition, really. It has four little points. I'm just going to hit those. Loving God is reasonable. It's funny because you don't have to be an idiot to love God. Like Contrary to popular belief. But you really don't. And I feel like we, we are made to feel that way. I, like anybody, like show of hands, have you ever felt like people just make you feel like you're an idiot because you love God? And, you know, I understand, like, the, God's, God's ways are much different than everybody else's. Um, but, I, but I say loving God is reasonable because we have experienced, I think, the truth of, of God. I mean, I, I've gotten into many conversations with people in regards to truth, um, in regards to the existence of God, and, uh, and every single time. And this is why, this is why we need the Holy Spirit. Um, because when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, when you, trust, when you trust in God, when you hear the voice of God, His leading, they can't, I mean, okay, so I, I just share testimonies of, of what God's done. I mean, we had a, a person on our, our worship ministry. Were you guys, you probably were there. You remember when, uh, when Carmen was there? She had like that, that bad knee, and she came in like limping like crazy. Um, and she like tore something in her knee. And we're singing, my, we're singing mighty to save. Savior, ye can move the mountains. Our God is mighty to save. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit say, Dude, I said, dude, that was just like a casual thing. He didn't say, dude. But I just felt him say, like, you're singing, you're singing to me saying that I can move the mountains. Pray for, her, pray for her knee. And so I stopped worship practice, and I said, I'm sorry. Guys, it's a, little, it's a little different, but I really feel like we need to pray for Carmen's knee. So we, just, we all got together as a worship team. We prayed for her. We asked her how it felt. She said, it feels a little better. We said, well, let's keep praying. So we kept praying. And she's like, wow, this is feeling, she's like, this is, she's like, I don't feel, I don't feel anything. It's gone. And we just, we just hop back on our instruments. We just keep praising the Lord. I mean, and, and to come to that point where 
She walked in with a bum knee and a limp, and she walked out like nothing ever happened. And to be able to experience the supernatural power of God, now let me tell you, there, I mean, I'm glad I have some witnesses in this room because they can confirm. They were right there. They watched it. There, there is something supernatural about God. There is a realness that if you experience the power of God, if you experience the moving of God, that there, there is no way that anybody can convince me that loving God is unreasonable. If anything, I can't think of any more true statement. It's the most logical thing in the world to me because I've seen his miraculous hand. That there is no other thing in this world that is more reasonable than loving Jesus Christ. And it's, and it's coming through a step of faith. It takes a step of faith because oftentimes you need to take a leap. You know, some people just want to see God just do amazing things and miracles, but, but they don't actually want to serve or follow or have a relationship with God. I'm just saying, the first time I met my wife, I wasn't just like, baby, will you marry me? You know what I'm saying? I didn't just, let me just, let me just do this. Let me just take it. It's just going to happen. I'm just going to like fall in and, and it's going to be amazing. You don't just jump in and it, uh, instantly experience just like perfect like relationship and marriage, right? took years of us, and we were just friends. We were building a foundation, uh, and we literally had no interest in each other, to be honest, but we were just like, we were like best buddy level, and, uh, and from that relationship birthed trust, and from that trust, now, I mean, come on. I have that relationship with my wife that anything that she tells me, I believe, one million percent. You think that that just happens? No, it takes time. It takes effort. But oftentimes, we don't want to take the effort to, to get to know who God is, to get to know what his word says about our life. But then we just, we just want to expect everything to be perfect with God. That's good. They're hollering. They're hollering. Oh, man, I'm coming through the speaker, and I just don't know it. Loving God is reasonable. And we can love God through our way of thinking. I'm just actually going to toss the next three up there just so we can kind of go through this real quick. Love God through your way of thinking. Love God through your thoughts. And love God through learning. To sum this up, just kind of speaking to what I was saying earlier, when your way of thinking, and what do I mean by that? It's a, it's a disposition. It's, it's a world, it's how you view life, right? You can love God by how you view life. And ultimately, this comes through viewing life through the lens of the word of God and what he's given to us, the promises in, in, in his word. Oftentimes we get stuck in the negative thinking um, and we don't recognize the, the promises of victory that are in the, in, in the Bible.
loving God through your thoughts, this, is, this would be what is occupying your thoughts. To love God through what you're thinking about. And, and that's, you know, that could be a, a tall order. You know, maybe some of you here, you know, you would know, like, wow, okay. Like, there are definitely some things that I think about that is in no way loving God. That's, that's cool. God can bring you from that. Don't stay there, right? But pursue after him. Pursue change in your heart and in your mind. And God's going to bring you to a, a place where, and I'll just read a, a portion of scripture, Philippians 4, a place to where you think about things that are true and honorable, righteous and pure, lovely, of good reputation, anything that is excellent or praise, praiseworthy, and put them into practice, and God will be with you. When you begin to think about those things that are edifying, not only to God, but to you, and you're not filling your mind with garbage, you're not filling your mind with lies about who you are, or, or how you can't do it, or listening to the thoughts that you think about how you're not good enough, about how God can never use you, or God will never forgive you, but to recognize that, that God desires relationship with you, that God desires to restore you, that God desires to, to bring you out of what you are in and to place you into relationship with him. change our way of thinking, change the content of our thinking. And lastly, loving God through learning. I think this is the coolest thing, that as we learn more about God, as we, as we dive in, as we, as we actually learn how to pray and, and just seek like him and be able to hear like his, his voice, it's the coolest thing, and I, I, I wish it upon every person, the coolest thing to hear the voice of God. And it's not like a... Like, you know, it's not like that, like, but it's just like a, it's just like a, it's a prompting. Like, it's just like a, yeah, it's just like in you and you just know, specifically when it's about like, even just reaching out to a person. I feel like that's the moment where you just hear the Lord so clearly when you will be walking by someone. And, And look, if you haven't experienced this, you can that's what's cool. You can. But walking through, you know, the grocery store is the most anointed, I swear by it, the grocery store is the most anointed place. Every single one. I mean, Shaw's is great, but Market Basket's just as anointed. But you walk in there, man, and it's like the Holy Spirit's just screaming at you. There's people everywhere that, that it's like, and it's just like that prompting inside, like, I need to go, like, talk with that person. And there's those moments, it doesn't happen all the time, but but when I'm in the grocery store, yeah, every time. So, because it's anointed. But, uh, but you think and experience that and, and you just wish that for, for other people. But when God, when you, when you connect with God and you learn to, to grow through, through the Bible, through prayer, uh, even through surrounding yourself in community, the more you get to know Him, the more you love God. And I love the song we sang at the end, the more that I, right? Scripture says that seek and you shall find. And the, the song said, the more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. And when you think about it in regards to bringing it back to a, a tangible relationship, right? 
the more I got to know about my wife, the more I learned about her, right? Because we were just best buds. Like, <laughs> pound it. Like, we didn't, we weren't like, you know, there was nothing romantic. No sparks flying over here. We were literally just friends. And so the longer that we just got to learn about each other, and, and let me tell you, this is why, this is why it's so important to be who you are. Because when you, when you get into a relationship with somebody, the, the temptation is to like, uh, is to like, guards up. I mean, ooh, let me to pr- pretend to be someone. Oh, I got to be this person for you. I got to be, I got to be this person for you. And, and oh, you like this? Well, I, oh, I love that. That's awesome. It's the best thing in the world. Oh, yeah, I love that music. It's great. And you're like inside, you're like, that is the most terrible music. In the-. And you become this person that you're not. When, when you truly are just trying to know someone, guards are down. I wasn't trying to be any, anything for her. I was just me. She was just her. But something beautiful happened because we were just us. And, and as we just got to learn more about each other, as we begin to see the characteristics of, of each other, as I begin to see just who she was as a person, I began to love her. And I remember, and we were still like in that friend zone, and I'm like, man, I don't want to like say this, like mess it up. But then I was like, she's going back to Montreal, and I'll never see her again if so might as well just say it, right? Let's get off my chest. Because I started thinking, like, could I, could I go through life without this girl? And I was like, no, I can't. All right, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, so I did. And I just kind of just jumped out there. And I was like, hey, I've, <laughs> I kind of love you. Like, and not like in the like, oh, I love you, like you're my friend, but like, I th- like, and it was just a really great conversation. It was funny. Uh, it was weird though. It's weird that like tr- that romantic transition. We're just so good at being like friends. But again, I'm digressing. But the point is, when you learn about someone, right? When you take time to to grow in relationship with God, when you just take that ad- adventure of just getting to know God. You know, you're going to love. And learning, growing, growing in knowledge leads to love. The more I know about. Because think about who you're pursuing. You're pursuing a perfect God. A God who is good. A God who loves you. So what, what I'd like to do is just, uh, if we could just pray for, for a moment here. And if you will, uh, just take a moment just to, just Close your eyes. Uh, really, feel free to, to do whatever you'd like. Um, first, I want to just speak to to maybe anybody in this room who feels like you 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 just don't feel like you know the love of God that you haven't experienced that love. And, and if you have never taken that step to just start a relationship with God, to, to start a relationship with Him, to say, God, I, I'm sorry for the things that I've done, but God, I want to move forward in this relationship with you. I've, I've heard a lot tonight about your love and about 
how your love can give hope and can, can bring me out of my mess, to bring me out of my hopelessness. And God, I, I desire to enter into relationship, but God, I don't want to do it simply because of what you have to offer me, but I want to do it because I, I want to learn to love you. And if that is your heart tonight, could I just see a hand raised? Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else? Let me take a moment and just speak to maybe some of those that are, are you feel a, a love for God, but you know that, that that love could be deeper, that, that you could truly be loving God with, with your heart, your soul, and your mind, that your love for God isn't, isn't where you want it to be and that you want it just to grow in that love for Him. Can I see just a show of hands there who would be in that book? All right. Cool. Well, here's what I want to do. I think uh, I think I want to take just a, a few moments, and uh, and we'll put on just uh, just some music real quick. And and what I'd like to do, if if you raised if you raised your hand um, for either one, could we just like could we just like huddle up here real quick and just kind of pray together? Anybody raise their hand for, for anything? She's ready. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right. We're just going to pray. And, and what I'm just going to pray, uh, just for everyone here, uh, you know exactly maybe what God spoke to you tonight. And so what I'd like to do is, is just to take just a couple minutes and for you to just seek him, right? For you to say, God, I need you. I need, I need more of you or God, I just simply, I need you. I just need you because I don't have you. And I'm glad that, that you guys just took that step because sometimes you're never going to experience change until you take a step, right? If I just stand here, what is going to change? Nothing. If I don't take a single step, it just, I stay in the same place. And, and I don't want any of us ever to be in a place where we're so grounded, we're so unwilling to just take one step. God's not going to light your entire life, uh, life up in front of you, and you're not going to be able to see everything, but you're always going to be able to see that next step. And if you take that step, he's going to meet you there. All right, so I believe that God is even now just ministering to, to people's hearts right now. Tonight is the night that we choose to love God, not just through word, but through action, that we begin to change how we live, that we begin to, to, to pursue that relationship with God because if you want to make a difference in the lives of other people, you can't do it on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. 
You need God's empowerment in your life to do that. And you can't live that motto, everything for the sake of one, if you're not willing to just fall in love with God. When you treasure the things that God treasures, your heart will be there. We hope that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. If you would like to know more about 242, you can email Pastor Justin at jcorkum at manchesterassembly.org. You can also tweet us at 242NH. Again, that's T-W-O-42-N-H. Or on Facebook, you can look us up under 242 Young Adults. We look forward to your feedback, and we'll see you next time.